With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to partay. The American Variety Network proudly celebrates 200 episodes live on the air with you, the listeners. We're going to have three hours of fun talk, topics you want to hear, music, comedy, and plenty of excitement. Get ready to celebrate 200 episodes with the crazy Italian-American. Feel free to call in and join the fun. 1-347-989-8142. This is going to be a PG-13's 200th episode. The 200th episode of the American Variety Network is live on the air next. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network.
Well, hello there, and welcome to the 200th episode here on the American Variety Network. I'm your host, the crazy Italian-American, a.k.a. CIA, and I'm proud to welcome you here to the 200th episode. Tonight, we're going to sit back and celebrate our 200th episode, as well as drink our favorite booze, and you, the listeners, are encouraged to listen to the show while drinking your favorite booze. Tonight, my co-host and I are going to shoot the shit, have some fun, play some music, play some comedy jokes, and take a blast from the past as we play some of our best callers in the past history of the American Variety Network. Also tonight at 9.20 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have a very special guest. Corridoris breeder, Mrs. Lynn Matsney, will be on the show to talk about how her Corridoris business is going. And she's been on the show numerous times before, so I'm happy to have her back here as we celebrate 200 episodes. And we're going to find out how her Corridoris breeder business is going. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome in the man who is going to be celebrating 200 episodes with me here tonight, and that is my co-host, Cool Cat Willie T. Cool Cat Willie T., how are you doing today, sir? Woo-woo! I'm doing great, man. I'm ready to party! Yeah! Hello, everybody. I'm Cool Cat Willie T. from the Euphoric Network. And I'd like to greet all you listeners here tonight that's going to be listening to me and Alex later on this evening roast each other in certain ways that you're probably not expecting, but it's going to happen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, children. If you're here, your mommy and daddy don't know it. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be a... uh... Great show. So today's show is being recorded live, which means we can take a few callers if you guys want to go ahead and call in. Do you want to celebrate? Do you want to call in and congratulate the American Variety Network for reaching 200 episodes? Do you want to tell us what booze you are drinking? Or do you want to have fun? Grab your phones and dial 1-347-989-8142. You can call in any time during the show. That's 1-347-989-8142, and you can celebrate with us. Now, as William just pointed out, we're going to have a 200th episode after party, and that's going to be live right here on the 200th episode. That's going to be live at 10 p.m. Eastern. Cool Cat Willie T. and myself are going to roast each other. This will be hilarious, and it's going to be a must-listen. I guarantee that. So you can call in and roast us as well at 1-347-989-8142 at 10 p.m. Eastern. Please be aware that if you roast either one of us, we're going to respond to you. But you'll you'll have to see. That's going to be great. So we're looking forward to that, William. Yeah, and uh, actually what the roast is actually all about. Now, when you're there in the roast, me and Alice is going to be telling each other things that we feel uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm probably going to come up with a bunch of Italian jokes because I just love Italians, oh, as you can tell. But, uh, you know, and Alex, I may never know what he's going to come up with because I am an old man, and I know that, and he knows that. So I'm prepared to be slaughtered. Anyways, let's get on with the party. 
Yes, I'm ready to begin, and I know you're ready to begin, so let's go ahead and get the show started. So, uh, actually, uh, CIA, Kukat here wants to know, why are you so excited about reaching 200 episodes? Is it a proud accomplishment for you, or do you just enjoy doing these parties? It's actually a very small accomplishment for me. I like to celebrate these kind of things with special episodes like this. I find that these are really fun to do, and I think the listeners actually would probably agree with me. Sometimes the more informative shows that we do can get kind of boring, but I think these episode celebrations are really fun to do. They're entertaining. They're kind of funny, and I think they're really awesome to host, and I really like hosting these shows because I have a lot of fun. My co-hosts have a lot of fun. My guests sometimes will have a lot of fun, and I'm pretty sure my listeners will have a lot of fun. Now, these are really small milestone accomplishments. I don't think of them as a major life accomplishment, but I just think of them as a yearly accomplishment. I really enjoy having these kind of celebrations. They really uh, mean a lot to me. They're really fun for me. Now, I think my proudest and biggest accomplishment probably will be my 500th episode and maybe my 1,000th episode. I'm going to test myself to see if I can actually reach 500 episodes and maybe 1,000 episodes. But then, and only then, I can say that those were my biggest life accomplishments were be to reach 500 and 1,000 episodes. Now, also, I like celebrating these sorts of things because it makes me feel good in the inside. And it makes me feel like I belong doing these shows. And like I said, they are fun to do. And last but not least, these shows take hard work, but they pay off with the listeners listening in and enjoying the show. And then there's also the callers that call in and add to the show. And then last but not least, there's the few compliments that I get for doing these great shows. But these are the reasons I like celebrating reaching 200 episodes, for example, because it really is something that I really enjoy. So what do you think of that, Cool Cat? That's pretty nice uh, understandings of why you do these events, uh, special events. And I know you do a lot of special events because you really like special events, and it, and it gets you away from the mundane, same old, same old. And uh, I think uh, we're doing something to change that feeling uh, us working together now and I'm really looking forward to continuing uh, what we're doing awesome I am too I think we're a great team together so we were supposed to have a guest at 8 at 8 15 p.m. Eastern today but our guest couldn't make it for personal reasons so cool cat Willie T and myself we're gonna have a nice 200th episode discussion in place of that guest and since today's show is a bring your own booze discussion i figured the first question i'm going to ask you william is related to booze so cool cat what is your favorite booze and how often do you drink uh one part of that question is sort of personal the one about how often do i drink well I think I can share that with you, seeing where you're my friend, and I'm celebrating with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm boozing right now. Uh, but uh, uh, actually, I rarely drink. 
except for holidays, birthdays, and special occasions like this one right here. And my favorite booze is bourbon. I love bourbon. Uh, where I come from, we share each other's happy moments with an occasional lobotomy. No, 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 no. I mean uh, a libation. Yeah, that's what I mean, libation. Not lobotomy. <laughs> lobotomy. Give me a break. Lobotomy. I've already had one of those. I don't do it every time I party with a friend. Uh, but anyway, excuse me. Now, right now, I'm really not responsible for what I'm saying, but I sure will own it in the morning, won't I, Alex? <laughs> well, don't feel bad. I don't drink it often as well. Matter of fact, I usually only drink on my birthday and for New Year's. So I drink about two times a year, but I'm actually drinking today as well. And uh, my personal favorite booze is Mike's Hard Lemonade, a really nice drink. I know it's kind of girly for some of the men out there, but I actually enjoy Mike's Hard Lemonade. And actually, uh, right now, I'm drinking some Coke with rum. I actually enjoy Coke and rum. It's a great combo. And when I can get it, Coke and whiskey is pretty good as well. But I'm not really much of a alcohol drinker. Like I said, I only drink two times a year usually. But this year's three times because I'm drinking tonight. So what do you think of that, William? Well, I'm really glad you're not, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm really glad that you're drinking Coke and not snorting it. So that's really nice. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And, uh, uh, and, you know, I remember a friend of mine that tried to drink some cocaine and snort some rum one time, and it didn't work very well. It burned his nostrils. But anyways, man, have I got one for you tonight on the roast. So how do you like me now, Alex? <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was a good one, William. Yeah. Anyways, uh, besides peacekeeping and podcasting, what other things do you enjoy, C-I-A? That's a great question. I actually have a lot of hobbies outside of fish keeping and podcasting, and I shared quite a few of them here on the show before, and I'll share it again for some of the, some of the listeners who may have not heard of it. So one of my other hobbies that I enjoy besides fish keeping and podcasting is going out. I like going to places like Six Flags New England, which is a local amusement park here in New England. I really enjoy going on roller coasters and sorts of that nature. I also enjoy going to uh, the mall and looking at all the shops in there. I usually don't buy nothing because the mall is very expensive. Uh, but once a month or so, I like to go out to eat a lot. So I do enjoy getting out of the house a lot. So that's one of the things that I really enjoy. My second hobby is I actually belong to a bowling league, and I do that uh, every Wednesday. Uh, but lately I have had to miss some of those dates because I've been so busy. But I'll be going back to doing bowling next Wednesday. Bowling is a really fun sport that I really enjoy. And then, of course, I like to watch wrestling. I'm a big fan of WWE, and I've been following wrestling since I was a little kid. I think wrestling is a very, very uh, good television show. I follow it, and I think it's a great uh, form of entertainment for me. I know it's not real, but it's great. I like it, and a lot of people like wrestling, so that's really good. 
And I like the internet, as you guys can tell. I'm constantly on Facebook. I like Twitter, and I like watching YouTube. So I guess those are all the things that I like besides fish keeping and podcasting. It, it seems that I'm always on podcasting. But, yes, outside of podcasting, I also do have a life, which would include things like bowling and going out and uh, doing things of that nature. And over the last two months, I've been at Six Flags New England practically every day. It's almost like my second home. And as you guys remember, I just did a live on location broadcast at Six Flags New England. So I really enjoyed that show. And it's one of my personal favorite things to do in my life. So how about you, Cool Cat? What do you do besides podcasting and fish keeping? Well, before I answer that question, I want to remind you that you forgot to mention your most favorite hobby of all. Oh, yeah, that's right. How could I forget that? Cooking and baking. That's one of my personal favorite nah, hobbies. No, nah, no, nah. no. You're still in denial. Still in denial. <laughs> yeah. I the like cooking and baking. favorite hobby you do is you love to sniff panties. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I don't do that. I know you like to do that too. You're still in denial. I know. I, I remember when I was 13 years old too. Okay, but you never grew out of it, have you? No, I don't sniff panties. I know you like to sniff shock straps though. Well, that's just a little bit of what you're going to get in the roast, okay? Just wanted to let you know that, and the listeners out there. Now, this is a PG-13, right? <laughs> yes, it's a PG-13. year olds out there that are listening, you know what I mean. Now, <laughs> I'm going to answer your question. I like sex as my favorite hobby, but I don't get any. So... I'm just a warrior now. I just watch Fish Breed and Imagine. And <laughs> podcasting is where I get my tension out. Uh, I take it out on others, and every once in a while I take it out, period. But those are the only hobbies I have left in my life. As you know, I'm an old man, and you know what happens to men when they get old. They turn into dirty old men. So I'm considered a dirty old man. So you don't watch pornos no more? Nah, I don't watch porno. Hell, I'm afraid I'm going to have a heart attack just by looking. Yeah, you might have to pull up the penis pump to use it. <laughs> uh, I can't even find it anymore. When you get to be my age, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm only joking with you. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I like to uh, uh, actually uh, have fun with my dog, play with my dog as a hobby uh, when I find time to do that because I'm always busy creating podcasts. Uh, and I work, uh, if you look at my schedule, people, you'll notice that right now um, I've got a full schedule almost a whole month, and I will have a whole month before I'm through work every day. And uh, I work a lot of hours preparing for these shows. It does take a lot of work, and uh, uh, I enjoy it. That's my main main hobby now is podcasting, uh, along with taking care of my fish and purchasing fish. And I have a business uh, 
uh, that's also uh, from a hobby, but it's basically a home-based business where I'm going, 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 going to be breeding fish eventually, especially discus, takes a long time, and sell those, and I'm a broker for fish now. Uh, and I'm about to have my first customer in two years on the third, on uh, the eighth of this month. Oh, that's already passed? No, today's the eighth. Yeah, I got the call today. All right. Anyways, that's all I do, Alex. I, I don't do very much. Uh, there's not much I can do. I used to collect stamps uh, when I was younger because that's what was going on back then, collecting coins. Uh, and I collected U.S. savings bonds. Oh, that's pretty cool. So uh, if you were the president of the United States of America, what are some things you want to, you would do to fix this country? <laughs> you don't really want to know what I would do, but... I would make the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders ugly so that people would now support my team, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Now, I'm not greedy. That's all I would do, though. No, no, seriously. I would put more attention on poor people uh, by free education and job opportunities, bring back the middle class, and deal with nature and stop corruption in government. Those are the things that I'd mainly put on my platform. Awesome. That's great. Sounds like you'd be a great so, president. So, uh, what do you like best about living in the United States of America? Well, for me, actually, like uh, the freedom. We're free to do whatever we want here in America. I like the freedom of speech, although sometimes I can get carried away with that. Also, like a lot of American citizens, I love money. I love green I love seeing the green paper. I'm a big fan of money, as you guys can tell. I like to go buy fish a lot and stuff. So a lot of the things I love about the United States of America is the freedom. And we're able to get out and go to stores and stuff like that. Because a lot of the other countries, some, some of the other countries are really poor. And their kids are really struggling. There's people out there that are starving. There's a lot of starvation out in the poor worlds. And I look at the United States of America, we're always complaining about things, but we're able to go out and buy groceries, and we're able to go out and buy the stuff we need. Plus, sometimes we can buy uh, things we like. Like for me, I'm a big fish keeper, so fish keeping is not a necessity. It's just something that we do for our enjoyment. But in other countries, they don't have that option of having a hobby because they have to buy food and stuff, and money is really tight in those other countries. But really what I enjoy about the United States of America is our freedom and how we have things made here, basically. The United States is really, really good compared to other states. We're made up here in uh, the United States of uh, America. So what do you think of that, Cool Cat? That's pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't know you had all that in you. But uh, I guess you do. Uh, uh, and they noticed that you said you like spending money. Um, now I know why you complain so much when you don't have it. <laughs> I don't have any money, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now I know why you're broke. You're always spending it. Anyways, I do it too. <laughs> if I got a credit card, it's maxed out. And, you know, if I have a credit line at some store, it's maxed out. And I love making those little payments, but boy, I won't live as long as it takes to pay them off. So I'm not worried about that. See what I'm saying? When I die, it's automatically paid, I think. I think maybe my <laughs> son might hate me after I die, though. 
anyway, uh, uh, okay, I got a question for you. Why would you recommend? Uh, why would you recommend people to listen to our show? Well, I think we're actually a great tag team together. We're definitely um, going to work on our skill and be a great tag team of host and co-host. And I think we both are going to bring a lot of entertainment to our show. It's like today's show is going great so far. We're having a lot of fun here. And I think we have great shows that we're going to put out there for the listeners. We're going to be more informative, also be funny as well. I'll be the serious guy giving out some information, and Cool Cat will be the more relaxed and comical kind of person. So I think we have a great team, and I know a lot of you, the listeners, enjoy us working together. So I think we're going to work together just fine, and I think we're going to have some great shows. How about you, uh, Cool Cat? What do you say to that question? Well, I think people should start listening to our shows that we do together because I think that Alex and I are, go- are creating a style that's actually going to be better than what Alex and I, and I have been doing ourselves, uh, by ourselves. Uh, to try, I'm trying, I'm going to be honest, Alex, I'm trying to help Alex uh, form a little better style at doing his radio, and if it works, fine. If it don't, we'll try something different until we find something that works and clicks. Uh, I think Alex uh, is bored a little bit with the old, same old, and I am. And, and uh, we know each other and have known each other for almost three years. We've gone through a lot of ups and downs. We're working together, and we are seriously trying to create a style that's going to improve the uh, listener rate and uh, receive less aggressive uh, call-ins and get some better call-ins and maybe a little bit of congratulations how the improvements coming along. And we also want to start uh, sharing with the audience uh, on how we grow. Uh, ask the audience what they think is going on and how it's coming and what we might do to shape it into a better show and get you involved in helping us create the show that you would actually be proud of. What do you think about that, Alex? It sounds great. You hit it right on. You hit the nail right on the head. I think that was a, a great answer to that question. Definitely was a lot better than my answer to that question. And my final question for you tonight for this part of the show is I'd like for you to talk to us in detail how you created your podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you could tell us how it transformed from Aquatic Euphoria to the Euphoric Network. Well, I'll answer the second half of that question first. Uh, I used to originally, uh, when I first started podcasting, I started, and mainly because of Alex, after meeting him on YouTube, and uh, when I created my podcast, I came up with the name Aquatic Euphoria uh, because I'm, I, I always wanted to carry the persona of being a euphoric type of a person. And everything on my network relates to euphoria because I am actually, really, in real life, a, a man with a very 
sick sense of humor, man, compared to most people. But I, I'm not afraid to be that humorous with people. And only my closest friends really understand my humor. Uh, and some of you do, too. But some of you out there, uh, and man, this guy is friggin' crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't even know where the hell he comes from. But I don't care what you think about that. See, I, I'm going to go on being me because I'm happy. So that's who I have to please is me and my Lord. And believe it or not, that's what I, I do. Uh, and I'm trying to include the audience in shaping us into a better style. But don't count on me actually changing that much. The show may change, but not me too much. Uh, but uh, it, uh, I decided through a little bug in my ear that if I went network uh, and created what, this is not a real network, it's a name of a network that I may uh, be able to create a number of different shows instead of just having one show a week or the same old fish show four or five days a week. I can have a different type of show every day. So I went to a network, and that's what I did. Now, how do I create my podcast? I don't know if the question is relevant to each day that I create a podcast. Is that what you're referring to, GIA? Well, it's actually referring to how did you get into podcasting? Oh, okay. All right. I mentioned it, and I already mentioned it that I started through you. Okay, awesome. That was a great answer. I really enjoyed your answer, and I'm glad you're here podcasting on a Blog Talk Radio. You do a great job. Well, thank you. Awesome. So you, that was a stepping up to me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Now I think you mean it. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for that comment and that compliment, Alex. Uh, I really, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people say, "Why are you working with Alex?" Well, I don't care what they, what they, uh, why they don't know why I work with you. I know why I work with you, and you know why I work with you. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's that's true. We must have a lot of people that don't like me, huh? <laughs> I got some people that don't like me now, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, who the hell cares what people think nowadays? Okay. Um, what's next? Okay, so that was actually that was actually our our guest spot that we just finished. So now we're going to move into our uh, next segment that we have, and this is going to be a, per a great segment. Okay, uh, 8.5, 8.30 segment? Uh, yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Uh, 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 CIA is supposed to give out some shout-outs right now, right now to the people who helped the show succeed for 200 episodes. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. So I would actually like to go ahead and give a couple of, sh of shout-outs to people who helped the show succeed for the last 200 episodes. And the first shout-out is going to go to one of my close friends that I have who's actually been very loyal to all of my shows. He actually just recently started his very first show and had me on as his first guest. Now, obviously, this shout-out goes to Slashmaster1989. 
Uh, he's been a great listener. He's been a great co-host, and he's going to be co-hosting on Sunday evenings at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. But without him, I don't think the show would be as popular as it is because he brought a lot of listeners to my show. And then there is also uh, Discus Man William T., but now we call him Cool Cat Willie T. He's been here through a lot of the shows, and he's, he's helped cause this show to become quite popular as well. And then there's also a lot of my sponsors who have uh, really caused a lot of listeners to come into the show. And then there's all of you, the listeners out there, the negative listeners and the good listeners. I love you all because at the end of the day, you're giving me a listen and all the listens I get count. So I love all my listeners. And if you love my show, great. If you hate my show, great. It does not matter to me at all. Because you are giving me a listen, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my show. And I really do mean that. I love everybody that listens to my show, whether you hate it or you enjoy it. And I've only had a few people tell me to my face or on the computer that they dislike my show. I've never had anyone come out and say they hate my show. But they just said that they dislike how I speak on my show and stuff. But usually I've had more compliments and more positive vibes coming from people on my show. And the only, only hate or so-called hate that I get about my show is from the voice of others. I have other people telling me that people are trolling them about uh, my show and telling me that they don't like my show or whatever. And this is through guests or sometimes co-hosts, so I really don't know what to believe. But I want to thank everybody who's been here for the last 200 episodes and has helped create what is now the American Variety Network. That would, that would be all of my guests, all of my co-hosts, all you, the listeners, all the sponsors, everyone. There's a lot of people to name. It'll probably take a lot of time to do that. So I'll just say I want to thank everybody who has helped me in a good way or a bad way and uh, has helped me motivate me to do these great shows. So how's that uh, for some shout-outs, Cool Cat? That was great for shout-outs. Now you're going to have to continue what you're saying because I'm going to ask you, excuse me, what would you like to say to your listeners, uh, really, who have been listening to you to your show, positive and negative, the good listeners and the bad listeners? Uh, what kind That's of a great question. Make, uh, what kind of approach are you going to do to this answer? Well, I'm going to be a positive approach because I like to think positive now. So I'll do a, a positive answer. First of all, I would like to say thank you to everybody for listening to my show. And I really enjoy all the listeners I get. So thank you all. Thank you all for always listening to my show. Actually, I've noticed that I've got a pretty consistent amount of listeners. They usually stay around the same range. So that means that I've got a wide variety of consistency, which is great because on some of my older shows, I never had consistent numbers. So that tells me one of two things. I have fans or I have people who are pinpointing every little thing. But uh, I really appreciate all the listeners out there because without the listeners, I would be a nobody in this line of work. So thank you all for always listening to my show. And I appreciate all of your listening uh, listens. I appreciate every single listen I get. I do this show for you, my audience. I don't do it for me. I certainly don't do it for my pets. I do it for you, 
my audience, and I know that a lot of you, when listening to radio shows or television shows, you want everything to be perfect. But sometimes when you're, you're doing live podcast, uh, everything cannot be perfect. As you guys know, I do my shows in one take. All my shows are recorded live. I do not edit out anything unless there's a bad caller or somebody. Either I'll edit out that bad caller or I'll redo the show. But all my shows are done in one take, and you guys are great. I have a lot of live listeners. Sometimes I'll get a caller or two, and lately they've been good callers. But I welcome all callers. If you want to call in and correct me on any future shows, please do so. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to talk about how bad my show is, why don't you man up and call in and say, "Hey, your show is bad. You can improve by doing this or that." That's how you can help people grow. But that is just uh, my personal opinion. So like I said, I appreciate all your listeners. Now, I'd like to welcome everybody to continue listening to my show. Show your support. If I can improve, be kind and help me approve. Come message me on Facebook or email me or even call in and tell me how I can improve. Because if you help me approve, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy my shows. If I am doing good, tell me I'm doing good. If I'm doing bad, be honest and tell me I'm doing bad and what I can do to be better. What I like is honesty. I like my listeners to be honest with me. So if you don't like my shows, let me know that, and I will try my best to improve my shows for you. Just like can if I... Can something here, Alex? Go ahead. Uh you know, listeners, Alex is probably one of the youngest podcasters on Blog Talk Radio, and he's struggling to find the uh, personality that is going to help him uh, improve his listener rate. And he has been getting a lot of bad publicity, and I know this, and, and uh, Alex shares this with me. And uh, he tells me what the bad publicists say to him. And what I do is I read between the lines of that because Alex has a hard time doing that because he's young. And uh, he's also Italian, so he jumps real quick. You know how Italians (laughs) are. They'll kill you if you say anything derogatory. But uh, Alex is not wanting to do that anymore because of me. And my seeing, reading between the lines of what he's been telling me, and he now realizes some of the answers I've given him from from the negativities that he's been getting. And he's now learning how to read between the lines, so he doesn't get so upset anymore. And uh, he's also uh, trying real hard to stay in podcasting. And I give the young man credit what after going through all that he's gone through from some of you listeners out there, uh, you know, he stood it out. And he's that's still there. I give him credit. Uh, I don't know how I would respond to all that. Maybe, maybe you guys ought to give me a try. Maybe we can go around it too on the radio here. Uh, I promise you I won't hang up on you. I'll get you to admit who you are. Uh, but uh, leave the boy grow a little bit before you heckle him. Help him grow. Uh, call in and say, you know, the show's fine, but I think you need to try doing this a little bit. And, 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 and don't be angry with him. 
kind with them and say the same thing. You know, tell them in a nice way what you're feeling. You don't have to be belligerent uh, or whatever. And that's what he's been enduring. But he's stuck it out. I give him credit for that, don't you? Okay, that's all I have to say, Alex. That was well said, and I uh, I definitely agree with you. And, and like I said in the past, I'm going to continue doing podcasts. There is nothing that's going to stop me from doing podcasts. Nobody or anything is going to stop me from uh, doing podcasting because I really do love it. And the last thing I'll say to all of my listeners out there, you know I really do love callings. So anytime you're welcome to call into any of my shows, call in and add your opinion to the show. And let your voice be heard. That was actually a, a great question, Cool Cat. I'm glad you actually asked that on the show. I really appreciate that question. Okay, now let's go with the party with the music. Yeah, it's party time. You cannot have a party with music, right? So we're going to hear three wonderful songs, and these are all celebration songs. And then right after the music, we're actually going to have some comedy and blast from the past. So the first song is called Started from the Bottom, and it is from Drake. And I actually like this song because it reminds me of how I started from podcasting. I started at the bottom from episode one, and now we're at episode 200. Anyways, I'm not going to ramble on any longer. Here is Started from the Bottom by Drake. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. I didn't keep it real from the jump. Living at my mama house, we'd argue every month, nigga. I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back, nigga. I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show. And we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Always tell stories about the man. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah, I got it, nigga. I could turn your boy into the man. There ain't really much out here that's popping off without us, nigga. We just want the credit where it's due. I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you, nigga, just as a reminder to myself. I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house, cause we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. No new niggas, nigga, we don't feel that. Fuck a fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same, I never changed it. No new niggas, nigga, we don't feel that. Fuck a fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same through the money and the fame. Cause we started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom. 
started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Nigga started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Nigga started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. All right, the next song we're going to play is called Celebration by Kion West, and it's a great song, so let's go ahead and hear it.
All right, this next song we're going to hear is a song that should be played at every party because you cannot have a party without this song. The name of the song is Party Rock, and it's by LMFAO. Here it is, folks. Good time. 
Those are our songs for today's show. We're having a great 200th episode party, and I have to admit, this is my first show that I'm not doing completely sober, so please bear with me if I sound a little bit funny. But coming up right now, we're going to take a blast from the past and play some of our best past callers. We're going to play two comedy clips provided to us by Cool Cat William T. And then after that, we're going to have a great guest on the show. So let's go ahead and hear our blast from the past clips. Our first caller was Donovan, who called into our birthday episode for my good friend Slashmaster1989. Let's roll the clip. Hey, Alex, this is Donovan. Hey, Donovan, how are you doing today, sir? Pretty good. I just wanted to call in and wish Jeff a happy birthday. Awesome. Thank you very much. You'll really appreciate that. All right, man. Y'all have a good, y'all have a good show. I will do. Thank you very much for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was a very quick blast from the past. Our next blast from the past is when I interviewed this year's chair for the American Cichlid Association Convention that took place right here in Springfield, Mass. So let's go ahead and hear Jim Kenston explain to you about the ACA convention that took place in 2015 in Springfield. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome a man that's responsible for a lot of the things happening this year, Mr. Jim Kenston. Jim, welcome to the show today. How are you doing today, sir? Well, thank you, Alex. Good to be here. Uh, and uh, I want to say hi to all the fish keepers out there. Uh, just in case people don't know, cichlids are uh, just one class of fish uh, or Actually, um, maybe, it, it, yeah, it, I think it's a class or possibly a family. I think it's a family, maybe. And um, they're, the, they're the mean ones. They're the fish that uh, when you go to the pet store and, uh, and you say, what about that one? They say, oh, no, you don't want that one. That one will kill everything you have. So, you know, um, these are the fish that some of us in the country are very attracted to, and, and, and we, uh, we, we think they have a better personality and are more interesting than other kinds of fish. So this, this convention is primarily for cichlids, but there might be some catfish and, and things like that that might show up at an auction as well. Okay, so our next blast from the past caller is one of my mentors who really got me being a good professional host here on Blog Talk Radio. And this is Ramon Garrett, owner of Blog Talk Radio Network Directory on Facebook. So here is his call when I had him on a guest a few months ago. Without further ado, let's welcome our big guest tonight. We have Blog Talk Radio Network Directory owner and Blog Talk Radio host, Mr. Ramon Garrett. How are you today, Ramon? Thank you so much for being our guest tonight. It's a pleasure being on tonight, Alex. It's good to have me. You know, I call you the hardest working man in radio, so it's definitely a pleasure to hang out with you tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure of mine, too. I definitely enjoy having you on the show, and you're my mentor on Blog Talk Radio. You've taught me a lot of things, so it's a real honor to have you on tonight. 
Well, thank you. You know, that, that's humbling. Very humbling. Wow. Awesome. Okay, so our next guest in the past is from my good friend, Flashmaster1989, who called into my 150th episode 50 episodes ago. Well, it was a while ago. Uh, but anyways, here is Jeff, Flashmaster1989, calling into my 150th. Here on the aquatic wetline. I am sure ready. So here we go. Here is our first trivia question. What is the fish named after a boxer? So what is the fish named after a boxer is our first trivia question. And I see we've got our very first caller here on the Aquatic Wetline giving a prize giveaway. Hi, you're now live on the Aquatic Wetline's 150th episode. How are you doing? This is Jeff from Oregon. Hey, Jeff. How are you, sir? Not bad. How are you doing? Congrats on the 150th episode. Thank you, sir. And the answer to the question would have to be the Jack Dempsey. Congratulations, you've won. You have won a prize live right here on the Aquatic Wedline, the one and only original freshwater fish-keeping podcast on Blog Talk Radio. Congratulations, that is correct, and you have won a Akari box courtesy of Akari Sales USA. Now, could I just have you tell me what size aquariums you have and what kind of fish you're keeping? You just want one aquarium? Sure, just one. Well, my favorite would probably have to be my 75, and right now I'm keeping three Oscars, two tigers, one red Oscar, some angelfish, some Lake Malawi African cichlids, a firemouth, a gibby pleco, and I just started a planted tank. And awesome. I've only been well, in a congratulations. Hobby for close to a year. Yeah, thank you. All right. So we're now one hour into our show. One hour just flew by, didn't it? So we're going to go ahead and take our only commercial break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to play the rest of our Blast from the Past clips. And we're also going to play two comedy clips that are for sure going to have you laughing. And after that, we're going to have our guest, Corridoris Breeder. Lynn Mastney on the show. And don't forget, at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern on our 200th episode after show, Cool Cat, Willie T, and myself are going to roast each other. So let's hear a word from our one sponsor and our two supporters, and we'll continue our blast from the past. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best of livestock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids, or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Han proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. 
The Stenker Discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to race show-quality discus because Stenker Discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stenker Discus, and you can experience the beauty of Stenker Discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. And to place your order for your very own Stenker Discus, check out discusfishstore.com. Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix. I talk about how to became a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African cichlids. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. The crazy Italian-American turns 22 on August 15th. So on his birthday, he is going to host his own 22nd birthday episode. And you are all invited to be a part of it. There will be some great topics. A Mike's Hard Lemonade Alcohol Review. And more. Call in live at 1347-989-8142. That's 1347-989-8142. To wish Alex a happy 22nd birthday. So come on, celebrate your Osa's birthday live Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Mountain, and 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Sit back, relax, and unwind as Alex has a blast. And does what he loves on his birthday with an awesome show. www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. Welcome back to the 200th episode celebration. Tonight, we are proudly celebrating 200 great episodes with this great show. And before commercial break, we were playing some of our best callers in history and a couple of songs. And we're going to continue playing some of our best callers in history. I've got three more callers that I'm going to play, and then we'll do some comedy jokes for you here on the show. So the next caller was actually one of my only guests for my 150th episode. And it was actually the owner of ST International Aquarium Supply. His name is Mr. Simon Tu, and he was a wonderful guest. Anyways, I'm going to play the first few minutes of the interview. That way you guys can get introduced to him if you haven't heard the 150th episode yet. So let's welcome our guest for the 150th episode, the president and CEO of ST International Aquarium Products. Welcome to the 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, and welcome to the Aquatic Wetline, uh, Simon Two. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Hi. Good evening, Alex, and all the Aqua Wetline listeners. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. And I just can't wait to be on your show. And the congratulations on reaching your 150th episode of your show. I'm very, very honored to be a guest. 
Thank you very much for that. I'm really honored to have you here on the uh, Aquatic Wetlines 150th episode. So after I ask you my questions, I understand you're going to be giving away two canister filters and two skimmers, correct? Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, my first question for you is, when did ST International first start and how did it begin? All right. So first of all, ST International stands for Superior Technology. We launched about three years ago, and we are selling our products in about five different countries right now. And the idea about starting ST National, actually starting from, I had difficulty finding some quality, affordable products to meet my own need. Um, I have many tanks in my whole life, and so far I keep about no less than 10, uh, 10 tanks from one gallon to 800 gallon tank. So you know, back then, I was having difficulty finding some like water conditioner, tap water conditioner, to be able to be very high concentrated and offer so many different uh, varieties. For example, like removing the ammonia, the chlorine, the chromine, and provide one coat, etc. Because um, I used to purchase one that is huge bottle, which is not concentrated. Um, if I want concentrated, then it doesn't provide a lot of functionalities, and also has difficulty finding the true nitrifying bacteria, uh, because on the market, what I found was like uh, um, bacteria boosters, which is just like the food for the bacteria, or um, they simply say beneficial bacteria. So. Um, I have some difficulty finding the, the good product at an affordable price with an extremely high quality to, just to meet my personal need. That's why I created ST International. And that was Simon Tu, president and owner of ST International. And if you'd like to find out more about ST International, he was a guest on my 150th episode back in March. So you can find that right here by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Our next Blast in the Past caller was from my bipolar show where I discussed bipolar and my personal story of bipolar. And this is actually a very nice woman that called into the show. Now, before we actually get into that, I see that we actually have our very first caller of the evening. So I would like to welcome this caller to the show. Hi, you're now live on the 200th episode of the American Variety Network. And I want to thank you for calling in. Hi, is this Saturday Night Live? No, this is actually our 200th episode of the American Variety Network. Oh, okay. You sound like the Saturday Night Live guy. Okay, so yeah. I'm the 200 caller. What do I win? <laughs> <laughs> You're actually our, our first caller tonight, and actually, I didn't actually didn't have didn't have any prizes for tonight, but I wish I did. Okay. Well, then I'll just plug my show on um, let's see, August 20th. Yeah, August 20th at 7:30 p.m. I'm going to be on the show different. Strokes for different folks doing angel card readings. 
So call in the show, 7.30 p.m., and um, get a free angel card reading. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for, for calling in. And for a while, I actually did do the uh, Saturday Night Live show. I might have to bring that show back. It seems like you like it, right? Yeah, recognize your voice. That was fun. Okay. This should be fun, too. I'll listen to the show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that was awesome. That was our very first caller tonight. So anyone else is welcome to call in at 1-347-989-8142. Let's go ahead and play the rest of our past from the past, and then we'll continue on with this great show. Hello, you're now live on the uh, Alex Cardinelli Show here on the Ace Network. Oh, yay. I've actually, I've, I, I've been listening to you all night, and I've been so excited to call in. Awesome. I'm very excited to have you here on the show. So would you like me to start with my, my story? Sure, go ahead. I'd be, I'd be happy to hear it. I'm sure my listeners would be as well. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that I've been bipolar my whole life. Um, I know that I've been ADHD since I came out of the womb, as according to my psychiatrist said when I was 18, or actually 19 was when I was diagnosed with that. I've seen psychiatrists since I was 17, um, but none of them picked up on my bipolar. I got married at 23. I moved out to Texas, and that's when the depression hit. Um, I fell into a deep depression. I basically wanted to kill everyone or anyone that that came in my path, Um, but I didn't know it. I started um, self-medicating, and then um, I went into... Uh, rehab place. Now, the guy, the doctor never talked to me. I filled out a form. He he never spoke to me. He spoke to me for like two minutes to to say I was allowed into the rehab. And I was diagnosed bipolar then. But then, um, you know, after 60 pounds and one month later, I realized that everyone there was diagnosed bipolar. And so... I didn't believe the diagnosis. You know, you can't diagnose everybody in the place bipolar. So that was scary, and I gained a ton of weight. I was 120 going in, and I was almost 200 pounds coming out two months later. So I didn't believe them. Although deep down inside, I knew I was bipolar. Um, so I moved out of, of there, and I moved away with this old lady that was in there with me, and and that's when the promiscuity came on. Um, that's a common, common sign of being bipolar, when, when you're promiscuous, even though that's nothing you've ever, ever believed in. You've never believed in, in cheating in a marriage or anything like that, and, and I was. I was cheating very bad. I was pretty much going crazy with promiscuity. I was spending money I didn't have, and... Um, but I never, I never believed that diagnosis. I wasn't bipolar, damn it. I was not freaking bipolar. So um, I moved back to Georgia, and I got a, a doctor that I loved and I trusted. He trusted me, and I trusted him. All right, so that was another of our blasts from the past, Cliff, and that was uh, 
I think her name was Heather who called into our show on that very show. And again, they goes into the bipolar show that I did back in, I want to say May by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. The last blast in the past is perhaps my personal favorite guest of all time. I actually got the king of DIY here on the show. And this was back a little while ago. I had Waru Joey on my show. Anyways, I'm going to let you guys hear the Waru Joey blast from the past. And then we'll play our two comedy clips. And hopefully our guests will be here by then. On the Aquatic Wetland Aquarium Central. Hey, what's going on, Alex? Hey, how you doing, Joey? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm honored to have you here on the Aquatic Wetline, and uh, thank you very much for accepting my offer to come on the Aquatic Wetline. I'm very, very honored. Of course, yeah, absolutely, no problem. My pleasure. I've been watching all of your videos since you, uh, since you first started a YouTube channel, and i got to say they're phenomenal. Definitely one of my personal favorite channels of all time. Awesome, man. Thank you. It's definitely uh, uh, been been uh, a road, that's for sure. It's uh, been a lot of uh, a lot of work and uh, a lot of changes, and you know they consistently get a little bit better. I think I'd, I'd hope to think, but you know I think I heard you say that you've been watching for a while, so you you've probably seen me stumble through learning how to even create a video. Yeah, I think pretty soon they're going to have a cable television show because he's got a wonderful YouTube channel. Uh, no, I'll never, I'll, I'll never actually do that. Um, to be honest with you, I enjoy what I do, and I'm going to stick to, uh, stick to YouTube, I guess, and uh, what I've, what my intentions have always been, and not lose focus on what I'm really doing. Awesome, sounds great. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to my co-host. Uh, Fishkeeper Jeff here is our wonderful guest, Walru Joey. How are you doing? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to good, have you on good. the show. Thank you. Awesome. So how about we start with you explaining to our <laughs> listeners about your uh, wonderful uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess where can I begin? I, well, ultimately, I create uh, do-it-yourself projects, tutorials, and how-tos in video format on YouTube, and, uh, you know, that's essentially what I've done, do, and become uh, a passion of mine, and I, I really enjoy it. However, it wasn't always like that. I mean, uh, originally, I was not a video maker, per se. I was just, you know, uploading videos that, um, random videos of my fish, tanks, updates, you know, little things like that here and there, and do-it-yourself kind of got popular for me, and I just kept kind of doing them, and it snowballed from there. You know, it was never my intention to create a popular channel, or, or I would have picked a better channel name, that's for sure. Okay, we're back here live on our 200th episode, and we just finished our Blast from the Past and music segment, and we're going to go to our comedy segment a little later on in the show. But I do believe our guest is here, our one and only guest for the show. So let's bring back our co-host, Cool Cat, uh, Willie T. Uh, what did you think of those past callers, Willie? Did you like them? Oh, that was very good. Uh, some of them were very fantastic, especially that Ari Joey there. Uh, I was really happy to hear that you, you, that you uh, hooked him to come on your show. I'm proud of you for doing that. 
you know, when you was back playing those three songs, uh, I was partying with you and dancing, and I, uh, I I fell down twice and got up once. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so we're going to go ahead and welcome in our guest tonight. Our guest for our 200th episode is none other than my good friend, Corridoris Breeder, Lynn Masney to the show. So I want all my listeners out there to welcome our very special guest, Mrs. Lynn Masney. I believe this is Lynn on the line. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing tonight? Hello. How are you? I'm doing damn good. That's awesome. I'm glad to have you here on our uh, 200th episode. And uh, Cool Cat Willie Tease is our guest, Cordoris Breeder, Lynn Matney. Oh, hello, hello Lynn. Hi, uh, how are you doing, Willie? I'm doing fine. Welcome to the show this evening. Yeah, I was waiting. For, I was hoping you'd be here when uh, Alex was playing those three wonderful uh, uh, songs, and especially the last one. I was dancing having a great time, and you know how old I am, and uh, I wanted to dance with somebody, but there was nobody to dance with here on uh, the, uh, you know, this network that I'm partying on, but I ended up falling down twice and only got up once. <laughs> What's that? How'd you get me in the middle of this show talking about Corey's? Oh, because that's a very good topic, uh, Lynn. Uh, All righty. Alex is always proud to have you on his show talking about Corey's because uh, oh, great. he follows you. He follows you very much. I know he does. Yes, Alex and I have some pretty good conversations here and there. So uh, what kind of Cory doors are you breeding right now, Lynn? I'm still um, working on uh, getting some black size to breed. They're tank raised, and I think they came out of Czechoslovakia. And oh, I've also, oh. I've still got my orange lasers, and they're breeding real regular. I've got a lot of them for sale. I'm fixing to put up a tank in a pet store and have oh. them for sale. So how much are you selling those Czechoslovakian ones for? They go for $25 a piece, full grown. I sell them as juveniles. So I'm not sure what I'm going to ask for those. I got, they haven't spawned yet. They're very young fish. I got them from a breeder. I traded 20 of my lasers. What's that? some more business? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of business. I've got a lot of people that want them. Actually, I wanted to, well, I wanted to touch base on a question that I've been asked so much that I thought I might bring it up because I know that um, Alex has discus. I've been asked how about putting quarries in with angels and tanks that are running 84 to 86 temperature-wise. And, and there's only a few quarries that will take that temperature. I've got two that I can talk about right off the top of my head, the Gossii and the Sturbi. They will take the heat. And the one thing is you should not put them in with corridor, I mean with uh, discus. Because you feed discus beef hard and such, and that's way too much protein for a quarry. So, okay, thank you for telling me that. Uh, of course, I don't have any quarries in my discus. I have a species only, but I was going to do that. I'm glad I didn't now. Yeah, and but like these two fish I'm talking about, 
the Gossii comes from places all over the world, which kind of open the, opens them up to the habitats. So they'll take the heat if you have a tank in 84, which, which goes really good with angelfish, because a lot of people have angelfish at that, at that heat. So uh, could you use some more business? Oh, yeah, I can always use business. Well, tell Alex's listeners how they can get a hold of you to purchase some of your wonderful species of Corydoras. Well, what I do, I advertise on Facebook a lot. And I keep updates on my face page. So yeah. that way, yeah, that way everybody knows what's going on. I have not been selling any lately because it's too hot to ship. The quarries I have will not take the heat and it'll kill them. So I'm in South Florida where our temperatures are running 90s and they'll die before they get out of state. Uh, have you tried cold packs uh, and not successfully? Well, I haven't tried a cold pack because they won't last that long. And I usually send mine second day air, UPS, and I sent some through the post office, priority mail. And both times I tried to use the post office, they got there dead. Yeah, well, supposed if to get, wants yeah, the, them bad enough, they should pay for the shipping for overnight air. Is that possible? Oh, overnight air is very expensive. Yeah. You'll end up, you'll end up paying. If well, I don't pay your, that. What's that? If they want your particular quantity, quality uh, corridors, then they would uh, pay that because yeah, well, I know you sell high quality corridors. Oh yeah, I picked out two that are pretty expensive. The the blacks go for twenty five dollars a piece full grown, and the lasers go for fifteen to eighteen bucks full grown. So when I sell lasers for five bucks for juveniles, you're getting a good deal. Yeah. Because then you just grow them out to full size, and they last oh ten years, fifteen years. When you're buying a young fish, the ones that are unbreeding right now came out of Peru wild, and I'm, I've been breeding them for about six years, and they're still fat and healthy and zooming around. So, yeah, I don't know how long they live, but I know they'll live at least 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, I've got some albinos and some agassiz, uh in Oh, my, do you? Yeah, uh but uh, you're right about some because I did buy some uh, pandas, and uh, oh, everybody them. loves a panda. I know, but they died the first night I got them. Uh, but the rest really, yeah, the rest survived. Well, did you you also know that they have a toxin under their gills? Oh yeah. If they get if they yeah if they get excited, they'll lay on the side almost and emit that toxin. And Ian Fuller is one of the only people that actually has a photograph of that happening. And I had a chance, down. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you can see the little puff of toxin coming out from under his gills. I was really amazed that he got that. And wow. he said, he, yeah, he said that he doesn't know if anybody else has got a picture like that. So they actually I've never seen that. one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow. Oh, well, depression comes in all forms, including little fish. I've had, uh, yeah. one, I had one discus that just starved itself to death. And, uh, really? 
Yeah, and would regurgitate the pipette that I tried to feed it with. It would regurgitate the food. Well, uh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's, and, uh, that sounds like a stomach illness. Yeah, it was the only one, but it just refused to eat and did not want to live. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had any trouble with any of my Corys. I haven't lost any. Uh, for anything I've got, I haven't lost any. I'm they're doing really good, so I'm doing something right. I'm sitting here well, looking at a tank of right. over a hundred. Right. Uh, uh, I know you won't give away any of your secrets because a lot of your breeders won't. But uh, well, I do. On yeah, on Facebook, I get asked a lot of questions, so I do. I tell a lot of people how to bring them up in their tanks and pH and. How to make them spawn? I, there's only one or two secrets that I don't share. Well, good. Well, see, uh, I, I believe in sharing uh, information on breeding will save a lot of deaths. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree too because you can cause a lot of accidents trying to get your tank right. right. I've heard that from a lot of people that are trying to breed them and they lose them. Right. So that doesn't surprise me. But the fish I've got seem to be pretty damn hardy. I have to admit. Like I said, I'm, I've lost a few babies here and there. A few you fry, learn, but... You want to learn something that I just learned? It's pretty interesting. What's that? Have you ever heard of Stedford discus? No, I haven't. Well, they're discus fish. You've heard of discus, right? Oh, of course. Uh, well, Stedkers are a German... Uh, species of discus that are bred in tap water, and then yeah. they have the Asian they have the Asian discus that is bred mostly in well water or groundwater. Huh. Okay, but I was told that if you mix stedkers with Asian discus in the same tank, there is a pathogen that the stedker carries that they're immune to themselves that will attack the other Asian discus and kill them. Oh, my God. I've never heard that. That's new to yeah. me. Yeah, that that's just something I just learned. And uh, I was about to purchase some Stedkers, and my wholesaler told me this. I said, well, let's hold off on the Stedkers until I get another tank set up. <laughs> oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah, I've never, I don't know as much about discus. I've never bred them. We've had some talks at our uh, fish group, or our fish, uh, we had a, what do you call it, a, I belong to Florida, South Florida Gold, Gold Coast Aquarium Society. I had to think a minute on that. And we have our meetings once a month, and there's a lot of people in there that breed discus. Well, there was a purpose why I, I mentioned that to you, and I was going to ask after that, it, it, are there any uh, quarries from different parts of the world that you can't mix because of the possibility of the same thing happening? Well, not really. They've all got their own personalities, like the Gaussi. The Gaussi, they won't, Gaussi eyes, excuse me. Well, they will not hurt any other inhabitants or anything. But the way they bumble around the tank all the time, they may scare some of the more passive fish. So little things like that you got to kind of watch out for. It's easier to look it up on Planet Catfish or Wikipedia. And you'll find out where the 
where your catfish came from. Like the ones I talked about, the Galtian Sturbi, the, the Sturbi come from South America. Like, um, all Brazil, all in that area. And the Gossii, they come from all over the world. I was looking it up on, that just kept listing where they came from. It was like, holy, oh, no, I can't say shit, can I? <laughs> they just come from all over the world. So those you, those you could mix. But I don't know of any quarries that would fight each other. They like a big group, and they'll kind of hang out together. Some will even crossbreed. Your albinos will crossbreed with bronzes and peppers. Those are all Aeneas quarries. They're in the same basic group, so they'll all spawn together. Okay. Yeah, so you'll get a mixed batch of fish out of them. Yeah, I'm sure you get some throwbacks and some uh, of each kind, of each parents and whatever. Uh, very interesting. Well, I wonder what would you like. Something here somewhere? Yeah. Sure. Right. I actually, have a, a sure. I actually, have a question for you, Lynn. I know that you're a big uh, Corridoris breeder, and I've always wanted to ask you this, but I never uh, had the opportunity to. But have you considered breeding other fish, or have you bred other fish in the past? I've had South American cichlids before and bred those. I made the sad mistake of getting convicts when I first set up a South American tank. And I had to put water in everything that would hold water for all the fry. Because they were taking up my 55-gallon. They were bossing around the 14-inch Oscar and a Jack Dempsey. And they were just bossing everybody around. And this was in Alaska. And believe it or not, in Alaska, a convict was going for $10 a piece. So I was selling them up there because I could sell them. No, I guess they don't have an import of them up to that area. Well, wow, ten dollars uh, a convict in Alaska. What's that? They're ten dollars up there in Alaska. They're usually like two dollars up here. I know. If you, yeah, and there are plenty of them. They're pretty good breeders. Yeah, up there they're ten dollars a piece. Everything is more expensive up there because of the cost of shipping all the way to Alaska. Because they would have to be flown in and flown in overnight. So all your fish are more expensive up there. And the overnights, like I got, people want $35 worth of fish, and it costs 100 bucks overnight to get them. So that's why I've been going with second-day air, because they're tough enough for second-day air, but not when they're going on a plane that's going to take them through 115 degrees. They'll never survive that. So I was looking at the weather the other night, and the whole middle of the states is like 115, 110. So I can't ship right now. When it cools off a little bit, probably the next few weeks, when everything gets more in the 70s, I'll be shipping like crazy. I've got a long list of people that want them, so I'm just sitting tight. How are your fish doing, Alex? Oh, they're doing great. They've actually got discus now, as I've uh, discussed with you. And I actually really enjoy them. It's too bad that not too many quarries can uh, handle a discus tank. But I actually am going to be doing a uh, 30 or 40-gallon community tank, and I'm looking forward to getting some uh, Corridoris in there. I'm a big fan of quarries. I know they've got some superb 
quality core earth and i'd like to recommend all of our listeners out there who are into uh tropical fish i recommend you guys go out and buy some corridors from lynn she's got excellent quality corridors catfish and uh, the, the last question i have for you lynn, is do you see corridors are actually a good fish for a first time fish keep bringing it to the hobby oh yeah excellent especially the pandas everybody loves a panda I haven't seen anybody that doesn't like a panda, I swear. And they breed pretty easily. They'll have babies all over your tank before you know it. Awesome. And by the way, if you want to to breed something, look up the fish you're interested in, and I would suggest looking around your area, the corridors that are there. More times you're going to find, like I said before, the bronzes, the peppers, and the albinos they are everywhere and they're cheap but everybody's got them so i would suggest going on the internet and looking up something that's harder to get and maybe a little more colorful which is what i did how i ended up with my orange lasers and i posted them on the internet and everybody wants them so i'm selling the juveniles for five bucks instead of 15 or 18 but they aren't full grown they're not a big quarry anyway. They only get about two and a half inches. And the Gossii only gets about two and a half inches. I'm not sure about the Sturbi. They look a little bit bigger. The Gossii are chunkier, but they're pretty. They got some nice coloration to them. And you can't feed them just vegetarian either. They're, they're carnivores. They need some kind of pellet or something that's got more meat base in it with the protein. It gives them more of the vitamins that, that a quarry would need. Some people let them rely on just flake and everything they throw in there, and that's not good. You need to pick a food that's just for them, and it's usually sinking to the bottom to where they can get it. So that works out pretty good. Awesome. That was some great information on Corey. And I want to thank you for being a guest on my uh, 200th episode. You did a great job, Lynn. Oh, thank you. We'll have to uh, schedule you for another appearance here on the uh, uh, American Variety Network. I'm, I love talking quarries with you. You're a great lady. Well, thank you very much, Alex. I enjoy talking to you guys, too. And Willie T., we'll talk to you later also. Thank you. And you have a great evening. Okay, you guys, too. I'll listen to you once I hang up. All right. Thank you very much for being a part of our show. So that was Lynn Masney, one of our our guests for our 200th episode, and she did a great job. So I figured I'd have a fish keeper involved in our 200th episode because a majority of my listeners are fish keepers, and I figured it'd be only fitting to bring on a fish keeper. And who else? To bring on because nobody else knows how to breed quarries like Lynn Matney. She was a wonderful guest. What do you think of that guest, uh, Cool Cat? Well, I, I like Lynn. Uh, I like the way she's straightforward with what she does, and uh, she gives some good information about it. And uh, she, I, you can tell that she's really excited about her hobby and her business. And uh, I hope that Lynn calls back in later and joins us for our roast at 10 p.m. 
Oh yeah, that'll be great. It's only uh, twenty minutes away, believe it or not. And I, yeah, I think we I actually can't wait to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see about that. We'll have to see who wins that. I can't wait for that. That's like twenty-one minutes away. Uh, the roast of Willie T and the roast of Alex C. But I think oh, we actually way, have another. By the way, <laughs> I finally got up. <laughs> That's funny. I think we have another caller here on the show. I'm going to see if this is a, another caller. Hi, you're now live on the 200th episode, and thank you very much for calling. Hi, this is the one that you talked to earlier. Oh, yeah. hi. Uh, Does that woman live in Florida that sells the fish? Yeah, she keeps tropical fish. What part of Florida does she live in? Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember. Mm, I want to say, I don't really know off the top of my head. I know she's from, I think she lives in the Everglades around there. Oh, okay. I guess that's not real close to Fort Myers. I'll just look it up online. Oh, you're in Fort Myers? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where my daughter lives. And I used to live in Lewiston by Lake Okeechobee. Oh, yeah, I've been around Lake Okeechobee. There's a lot of alligators in that area. Yeah, I used to commercial fish there. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go out the back way, Lehigh, and then you can cut through the bell yeah. and go 27 and go down and around Lake Okeechobee if you're going to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shortcut. Well, I'm glad <laughs> to hear somebody from Fort Myers on the radio show here tonight. Yeah. And you say you have a podcast? I have a what? A podcast that you do? Well, I'm, I guest on shows. I'm guesting on them. Different oh, you're guesting different on them. Folks. It's a blog talk radio show, August 20th at 7.30 p.m. It's yeah. David Clark, different strokes for different folks. I'm going to be reading the angel cards. Oh, I see. Okay. It's interesting. Well, if you've never had an angel card reading, you got to have one. Can I ask a question? Sure. What are angel cards? Well, they're just they're cards that have the different angels on them that give you messages. And I shuffle the cards while you're talking. Uh, and then that way I pull the cards that you need to hear. I see. It's mess, you know, angels are messengers. So yes. they're messages. <laughs> yes. Pretty interesting. Try it out. 7.30 p.m. Block Talk Radio, August 20th. Okay. I'll That's definitely right. do it for you. <laughs> Thanks for uh, letting me plug on your show. Alex. You're welcome, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep, I'll beat your microphone so you can continue listening to our great show. Yes. Okay. Well, that was a, a great caller. So anyone else is welcome to call in. The call number tonight to call in and join the party is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We're getting for the good part of the show. So now we're gonna go ahead and play those comedy jokes that I wanted to play earlier. And I know that these are ones that you sent me earlier, right, William? Yeah, and when you get ready to play those, let me know and I'll explain them. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play them now, so you can explain them a little bit if you want. Okay, there's a man uh, that uh, was born and uh, grew up during...
born in the apartheid history in South Africa, and he grew up to become a comedian. And he uses his experiences uh, that he endured as a child being born of mixed-race parents. And the way he explains his childhood uh, is very interesting and funny. And we have two short clips of this man doing some of his comedy. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for coming out, everybody. I hope we have a good time. Comedy is... A, is you, you never know what will happen with comedy. I always get nervous when I start a comedy set. I find comedy is very similar to sex for me. Um, <laughs> What's well, exactly like sex when you think about it, you know? With uh, me, the comedian, playing the role of the man, and... <laughs> You, the audience, the role of the woman. Because it's my job to satisfy you. And you just have to sit there. I grew up in South Africa uh, during a time known as apartheid. You see, like, even here in the audience, you've got, like, some people. I see there's some friends over there, the black woman with the white woman. You guys came together, and over there, again, a black person, a white person, hanging out, it's very cool and stuff. But, but you see, if you did this in South Africa then you'd be arrested, right? Well, they'd arrest the black people. they just ask you, what guys, not to do it again. You know, it's, it's the white people. They'd be like, it's okay, everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> and, and so this was awkward for me because, uh, because I grew up in a mixed family, you know? Um, well, with me being the mixed one in the family. My, uh, my, my mother's a black woman, Kosa woman, born in South Africa. Uh, my father's Swiss, from Switzerland, so he was a white man. And basically, they got, well, is a white man, not was a white man, sorry. <laughs> so it is, he hasn't changed. Well, it just was, sounds like through hard work and determination. <laughs> he became black. <laughs> you did it, daddy! Yeah! No, no. <laughs> no. Is a white man. Um, and so my parents got together during this time, which was against the law, but they didn't care. They were mavericks. They challenged the system. My mom was arrested on numerous occasions, and still she was like, Woo, I don't care, I don't care. I want a white man, woo. <laughs> my mom's crazy, and, and my dad, my dad was also like, well, you know how the Swiss love chocolate, you know? So he was just, <laughs> he was just in there. And, uh, and so they got together, and they had me, which, uh, which was illegal. So I was born a crime. Which is, which is something they never thought through, I feel. Because as a family, we couldn't live together. You know, like in the streets, my father had to walk on the other side of the road. You know, and he could just wave at me from far, like a creepy pedophile. Just, <laughs> and then my mom could walk with me, but if the police showed up, she'd have to let go of my hand, drop me, and act like I wasn't hers. Every time, we'd be like, woo! And she'd be like, oh, I don't know, it's not mine, it's not mine. It's not mine. It was horrible. I felt like a bag of weed. Sometimes curfew was so bad in the country, black people weren't allowed unsupervised into the city centers. Uh, so then what my mom would do is um, she would hire a friend of hers uh, to walk with me in the streets. And uh, her friend was my skin color or a bit lighter. And then she would walk and act like she was my mom. And then my mom would walk behind us and act like she worked for her friend. And then that's how we could get around and circumvent this, you know. Uh, so till this day, I have pictures in my photo albums of me as a child with this woman who looks exactly like me, just exactly, you know, standing there in the park and, and in the back, my mom just <laughs> bombing all the pictures, you know? 
And this is how I grew up. This is, this is how I lived. Some people get sad when I tell them the story. You know, some people, oh, that's so sad. That's so... It, wasn't, it wasn't particularly sad, to be honest with you. I, um, I knew no other life. This was a good life. My parents treated me well. We, we lived well together. You know, I didn't get to see my dad all the time, but I did get to see him, which was still a plus. I knew of him. In fact, I thought that was normal. I, I just thought dads walked on the other side of the road. I, you know? <laughs> I would even judge other people. I'd be like, why, why is your dad always here? Oh, so clingy. I knew no other world, you know, and, and my parents did a good job of sheltering me from the pain because there was a lot of pain in South Africa, but I guess because everybody was going through it together, the, the, it became more bearable. All black people were suffering. All black people were poor. So in effect, it's almost like no black people were poor, you know, and I grew up in the township. I, I, I lived with the black side of the family. We lived in Soweto and, and even there people treated me the same. They welcomed me into the community, even though I was the lightest thing for miles, you know, it was uh, no, really it was me and an albino from a few blocks away and to the point where people would give directions using me as a landmark. They would, yeah, yeah. You see the light boy, you turn right there. Where's no, that the corner? You'll see him. And, you know, even in the family, everyone treated me the same. There were a few perks to being a bit lighter skinned than everybody else. The one was that my grandmother never hit me. Um, well, she did, but once, which is a great record to have in a black household. Um, uh, no, it's true. Black people can back me up on this. If, if you've grown up your whole life and only got one beating from your grandmother, then you're winning. That's a, it's a wonderful record. Because for those who don't understand, in, in African families, um, what happens a lot of time is your parents go to work and the, the children stay with the grandparents, right? And so the grandparents are responsible for beating the children. Um, generally the grandmother, they say men shouldn't hit children because men hit out of anger, but then women beat out of love. Uh, uh, I've never felt the difference, but this is what they say. This is, and, and my grand hit me once and once only. And I don't even remember all the details because I, I don't hold a grudge. Um, but it was a Tuesday and... <laughs> We had, we had been playing Doctor Doctor, myself and my cousins, and during one of the, the operations, uh, matches got stuck in my cousin's ear, perforated her eardrum, and she started bleeding. Right? Oh no, calm down. This is medicine. These things happen. <laughs> so my grand comes home. She doesn't care about our stories. She cleans the blood. As soon as everyone's okay, she starts whips out the belt and starts whipping all of us. Pa 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 pa. And then she's like, Go to the room. And we all had to go to the room. Not our rooms, just the room, because that's all we had. It was the kitchen and the room. That's the house. <laughs> so I got the beating. We went to the room. And then, then that night, my mom comes home and finds my grandmother crying next to the coal stove, just sitting there in tears. She says, you, you. And my mom's like, what's wrong, mama? What's wrong? My grand says, woo. I can't hit your child if I can. You, that trouble of yours is so naughty, so naughty, but I can't hit him. Mom said, why not, mama, why not? She's like, ooh, I hit him today for the first time. And he became blue and green and red and yellow. Ooh, I never saw those colors on a child before. I, uh, I must take your child. My mom's like, no, you must hit him. You must hit him. She's like, I, uh, I'm going to break him. They're going to say, I killed a white man. Take your child. Take your child, I'll hit the black children, they don't change, they just become more black. And so she never hit me from that day. She, she believes till this day that she's damaged me forever, which, uh, which I appreciate, I like it. It's a nice bargaining chip to have, I, you know? And that, those, those were the pros, you know? The, the, I guess the downside of being different was just that, being different. 
<laughs> those, are, those are some funny comedies. That was actually uh, pretty great. I'm glad you shared that with our listeners tonight, William. Yeah, I thought it was innocent fun, and it was funny, and it was the truth. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Is that Dave Chappelle? No. That, uh, I, I'm, I don't remember who that is, but he is a South African. Okay, it sounded pretty similar to uh, the Dave to Chappelle, but uh, it was a great comedy. I really enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure our listeners did as well. Yeah. Well, so we've got uh, oh, we've got another caller here on our 200th episode. Hi, you're now live on our 200th episode, and thank you very much for calling in. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you tonight, sir? Pretty good. I just want to call in and say happy 200th episode, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. I know you've been a really good listener to my show. So uh, what do you think of my show? Man, I love your show, man. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world, to be honest with you. Awesome. Thank you very much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Everybody doing all right tonight? Yeah, we're doing faster. Are you going to stick around for the roast uh, in about another nine, eight minutes? Yeah, I am. Definitely. Stay on the line now. Don't go away. Oh, stay on the line. I'll stay on the line with you. Yeah, stay on so you can be with us because you may want to get involved. That sounds good to me. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, we got oh, one for fun. you, uh, CIA. Sure. Now, uh, Alex, before we, we only get about eight minutes here, so I want you to run through this in eight minutes. Okay? Okay. Okay. What, what would be your tips on anyone who may really be interested in starting their own show here on Blog Talk Radio and how they may be able to be uh, a little bit successful to start right off with? So I'm going to relay the information that was given to me by my mentor on Blog Talk Radio. Help me get some more listeners, uh, Ramon Garrett from Blog Talk Radio Network Directory. So I'm just going to lead off a list of things because we only have eight minutes, and I don't want to take up the eight minutes of talking about how to be successful here on Blog Talk Radio. Well, right so the first thing I will say, huh? Get right to it. Okay, here we go. So the first thing I will say is that you need to pick a unique show name and you can pick anything from whatever your topic is going to be to your own individual name because it's going to be your own show. And you want to make sure you put a good description for your show so that when people click it, they'll, they'll be intrigued to listen to your show and they'll click that link and listen to your show. Uh, make sure you're using descriptive words and stuff of that nature. You're also going to want to find a consistent schedule and keep to it. Consistency is key to being successful. Stay around the same time zone. As you guys notice, I try to stay around either 8 o'clock or 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and I try to broadcast every day I can. Uh, William has that saying, the show must go on, and it must always go on unless you have a real-life emergency. And I'm going to try to stick that to my show every day. I'm going to try doing every show that's scheduled all the time. The next thing I can say to people is to schedule your show using a descriptive title 
and use descriptive words to describe everything you're going to talk about on your show. Use the right words to tag and add nice images to your show, as this will be the only thing listeners will be able to see when listening to your show. If you're having a guest on, make sure to put his or her, her full name, their job, and or what their specialty is, and then put up their links to their website so your listeners can find out more information about your guest. Also, one thing I will say is cut off all background noise when you go live on the air. Just make sure to go in a room where it's just you and your equipment to host your show because you do not want any background noise because it could cause people to stop listening to your show. Now, you want to make sure you archive your MP3 files to iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. By doing this, you're going to get more people clicking on your show and more archive files. And archive files are, are listens that count after your show has been recorded live. So I'll do a show in the future explaining uh, BTR how, host how you can get your shows on iTunes and Stitcher and stuff. But for YouTube, you simply just go to, to tubes2tube.com and I'll put the link in the description below today's show. Also, never give up is what I, I would say to new hosts. If your listeners are down, don't give up. Just keep pushing and do more shows and your listens will come. So, for example, if my listens were really down, I would continue doing shows, keep pushing really hard, and continue and continue on. And then slowly but surely, your listeners are going to go up. So that's my advice for anybody that wants to become a host on BTR, and I'll definitely do a show in the future on that. So do you have anything you'd like to add to that, William? Well, the only thing I would add to that is uh, if anyone new getting into blog talk radio, try to find your own niche. Whatever your niche is, uh, make it original. Uh, don't copy anybody and be yourself, and you will create an audience that likes your, your personality and try to create a personality for your podcast and stick with it. Uh, don't do what I did and change around different uh, names uh, as you go along trying to find the right one. Come up with the right one first. Uh, I, I didn't know this information when I first started. I started in the blind, but with some experienced people giving you some information, you'll have a better shot. Now this is a celebration evening, right? So let's let's play one song. Do you have a song we could play right now just before we get into the roast? Sure, I'll play one more song. This is gonna lead us right into our after show. So this is gonna bring us right into our after show. And the name of this song is Celebration by Cool and the Gang. And when we come back, it's time for our after show. So don't forget to call in at 1-347-989-8142 to join our roast.
All right, folks, it's the best time of the show. It's our 200th episode after show party. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into it, I'd like to announce that this is a PG-13 party. So please uh, listen carefully. But let's start our after show right here, right now. It's going to be a very, very fun part of our 200th episode. Shut the fuck up. And listen. You are now tuned in live, live, live to the 200th episode after show party where Cool Cat Willie T and the crazy Italian-American Alex C will be roasting each other. What the fuck kind of name is Cool Cat? Anyways, roasting means that we will be making fun of each other and picking on each other live on air. This is your one and only chance to hear Willie and Alex roast each other. If you are listening live, call in at 1-347-989-8142 to roast either Alex or Willie or both of us. They are both drunk out of their mind and this is for fun so don't get offended. Note, this is rated PG-13 so don't let kids near this part of the show. Now let the fucking roasting begin. Welcome to the 200th episode. You're not, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, you will be able to. You will be able to. Don't worry about it. The problem is, the problem is, whenever you roast an Italian, the grease puts out the fire rather than build it up. Uh, Just too much grease for the fire to handle. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's funny. But uh, welcome to the 200th. <laughs> That's funny. But anyways, welcome to the 200th episode after show with the crazy Italian American AC and cool Willie T. This is going to be a fun, relaxed friendship chat, and the fun will be for you, the listeners. So let's go ahead and get started. Feel free to call in at 1347-989-8142 to join the chat and uh roast us. So I'll let you start, William. You can start roasting me. Start. Well, I really don't know where mm-hmm. to start, but I, I, I certainly know where to end. But between now and then, do you know why friggin' Italians don't have freckles? Why? What, why is that? Have you ever had freckles when you was a little kid? No, I have not ever had freckles, thank God. And neither has any other Italian ever had them. You know why? Because them damn things keep sliding off. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> I wonder if you have any hair left on you. Any what left? Any hair. I know that a lot of old men lose their hair. I have a little bit of hair, and it goes around in a circle. A circle here, a circle there, a circle there with no hair. And, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, when I was in the military, we used to have Italians in there. I know you're Italian because you proved it to me that you were Italian uh, because you're the crazy Italian-American CIA. And uh, I used to... I used to be a medic when I was in the military, 
and I had an Italian come to me with a pimple on his ass, and uh, I told him, I said, no problem, that's just a grease fitting. Oh, you you and your grease. <laughs> I guess you have to use some of your grease to, uh, to, to shower well, with now. What do you cook with? What do you cook with? We cook with oil. <laughs> ah, grease. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you got a point. I guess a lot of Italians have a have a lot of grease. We're like we're like the Spanish people. They use a lot of grease too. You know how come Italians don't like Jehovah Witnesses? I don't know. I never thought of it like that. They don't like any damn witnesses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The mafia doesn't like any witnesses. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Come on, Alex. You got to get me. All right. So I, I got a perfect one for you. Both your wives cheated on you. So, the great man that yeah. you are. I mean, that you appear to be. I'm not a great you man. I'm not a great man. I'm not a great man. I'm not a great man. I didn't know. I didn't know a damn thing about women until I started talking with them. See, I talk to different women than you do. But two women did it, not just one, two. Yeah, because I was a sex addict. <laughs> so you're, you call yourself a sex addict, right? Yeah, I, I still am. I just don't get any now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's You funny. know, once an addict, always an addict. Yeah. Uh, so, erection, you know, you're too old to get one now, right? Yes, no, I can get an erection anytime, but it's with my middle finger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, uh. So, uh, Alex, do you know what an innuendo is? No, I don't know what that means. It's an Italian suppository. <laughs> um, you know, in your endo. Well, I'm used to the the Italian derogatory WAP. I get called WAP all the time by my friends. WAP. That's not even a good <laughs> word anymore. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a name from your century, 1920. Well, you know how to brainwash an Italian. Oh. Give him an enema. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so so how was World Italy, War I and World War II? Yeah, you know why Italy gets shaped like a boot? Why? Do you think they could fit all that crap in a tennis shoe? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to interview you so you can talk about World War One and where we were allowed to see both of them. Actually, to tell you the truth, I was around during the Civil War. <laughs> and the Revolutionary War, too. Uh, maybe. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> uh, you're becoming a dinosaur now. You know, how, oh, you know how an Italian counts his goats? 
Oh. He just counts the legs and then divides by four. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you like you like rap music, right? Uh, no, I don't like rap music that much. No. Oh, uh, did you know that you created your own rap music? I, I, yeah. Every time I try to dance to rap music, I end up with two left feet. <laughs> uh, I found a rap song for you. You want to hear it? What? It's right here. <laughs> You're going to laugh at it, hopefully. Because <laughs> hey, I was a sex addict. Because hey, I was a sex addict. Hey kids, it's Borgoy. Do you know what's hard? Cause hey, I was a sex addict. Me shopping an elephant up your sister's back door. She wants foreplay. I don't want to play. What for? This bitch is so useful. That was fantastic, Alex. Really, I'll give you credit for that one. That was nice, man. Did you edit that yourself? Yeah, I made that for you. I thought you were going to get pissed off at that, honestly. I, I'll be honest with you. You did a good job on that. That was very nice. What do you think, Colin? Are you there? Oh, he's still here, yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm here. What would you think of that little ditty that he just played? I'm, I'm digging that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good where I was saying <laughs> I'm a sex your, addict. I'm a sex that addict. your that, intro music. <laughs> you should probably be a sound man. That was pretty good, Alex. Really, it was. Huh. Found another forte. Look out now. Forte. Where do you get forte? I don't know. <laughs> you said party or like forte. Right? <laughs> you know, I've often wondered why the new Navy, Italian Navy, used glass bottom boats. And I finally figured out why. Why is that? So they, so they can steer clear of the old Italian Navy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I wasn't old enough to think about navies. I'm not old enough. <laughs> uh, how is the Italian version of Chris, Christmas different? Well, I know that there's uh, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and three wise guys. Well, uh, the difference in the versions of Christmas is there's one Mary, one Jesus, and 32 wise guys. <laughs> yeah, 32 wise guys. And uh, by wise guys, you mean rich and smart, right? <laughs> or do you mean assholes? <laughs> I'll be the first to admit. I'll be the first to admit. A lot of the times are assholes, just like me. <laughs> How do Italian girls shave their legs, Alex? Tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I know you probably like the Italian ladies. Outside and them. have someone mow them. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, oh here's you can probably find you like that. We could probably find you like a nice Italian grandmother that you can date. I know you got some American jokes, don't you? Yeah, you could share some American jokes with us. 
No, I mean, who, whoever has an American joke, come on, cut me down with one. Oh, I'll have to try to think of ones that'll be uh, pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this one or not, but I'll, I'll, I will say it. I'll just uh, give a warning. This is just for fun, so hopefully uh, nobody gets offended on this one. So uh, why do you think that the black people like basketball? I really don't know. Because <laughs> they get to shoot, run, and steal. <laughs> shoot, run, and steal. <laughs> uh, I guess that was kind of an American joke, and hopefully uh, nobody would get offended. That was just a joke that I got from a friend of mine, and I wanted to share that on the air. <laughs> How do you kill an Italian? Huh? How do you kill an Italian? I guess you uh, load them with food because Italians love to eat, right? No, you smash the toilet seat on the back of his head when he's getting a drink. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh. If Tarzan and Jane were Italian, what would Cheetah be? The least hairy of the three. <laughs> That's funny. Do you like <laughs> Do you like Italian people, or did, or do they uh, make you upset? No, I really had a lot of Italian friends when I was in the military, and a lot of them uh, actually told me some of their own favorite Italian jokes that they thought was pretty funny themselves, and they had some pretty good ones, uh, you know, and. Uh, Here's uh, here's one, actually, that uh, a friend of mine did give me here, and that was uh, he, this particular soldier came up with this one himself, and uh, he actually got it published, and this is the one that he got published, but the Christmas Italian style. "'Twas the night before Christmas, the whole house was mellow. Not a creature was stirring because I had a gun under the pillow. Went up on the roof, I heard something pound. I sprung to the window to scream, Yo, keep it down! When what to my wondering eyes should appear but the dawn of all elves and eight freaking reindeer with slick back black hair and a silk red suit. Don Christopher was here, and he bought the loot with a slap to, the, to their snouts and a yank on their manes. He cursed and he shouted, and he called them by name. Yo, Tony! Yo, Frankie! Yo, Billy! Yo, Bino! Hey, Joey! Hey, Polly! Hey, Pepe! Hey, Guido! As I drew out my gun and hid by the bed, he flew to the window and slapped me side the head. What the hell you doing pulling a gun on the dawn? Now all you're getting is coal, you friggin' moron. Then pointing a fat finger right under my nose, he twisted his pinky ring and up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, obscenity screaming. Away they all flew. Before he drew them a beating, then I heard him yell out, What I did last expect, 
Merry freaking Christmas to all, and you better show some respect. <laughs> that actually was pretty good. I actually enjoyed that one. Did you come up with that one? No, my friend did that I knew in the military. That was, he was uh, that was pretty good. He actually wrote that. He actually wrote that. Oh, that's pretty good. So uh, I got one question for you. Okay. Do you uh, do you wear diapers yet? Not yet, but I got some ready. <laughs> oh, I just had to ask you that because I was thinking of old age. What do you call an Italian with his hands in his pocket? Oh, uh, I mute. don't know. A mute. A what? A mute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like can't talk without his hands. <laughs> That's funny. Now listen to this, okay? Listen to this. This is a good one here. A mafia godfather finds out that his bookkeeper has scammed him for 10 million bucks. This bookkeeper is deaf. It was considered an occupational benefit. And why he got the job in the first place, since it was assumed that a deaf bookkeeper would not be able to hear anything, he'd, even, he'd ever have to testify about in court. Now, when the godfather uh, goes to shake down the bookkeeper about his missing 10 million bucks, he brings along his attorney who knows sign language. The godfather asked the bookkeeper, where is the 10 million bucks you embezzled from me? The attorney using sign language asked the bookkeeper where the $10 million is hidden. The bookkeeper signs back, I don't know what you're talking about. The attorney tells the godfather, he says he doesn't know what you're talking about. And then when the godfather pulls out a 9mm pistol, points it to the bookkeeper's temple, cocks it and says, ask him again. The attorney signs to the underling. He'll kill you for sure if you don't tell him. The bookkeeper signs back. Okay, you win. The money is in the brown beef case, buried behind the shed of my cousin Enzo's backyard in Queens. The godfather asked the attorney, well, what do he say? The attorney replies, he says you don't have the guts to pull the trigger. <laughs> 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 That's pretty cool. You know, I was just thinking that you should probably uh, dated or married in the same when they had an easy grip in during sex. Agree. Are you breaking up on that? What'd you say that again? Sorry about that. I was breaking up there. I was saying uh, you should have married or dated an Italian woman because you like the grease and uh, you would have had a lot of a lot of easy grip during sex with an Italian woman with all the grease. Uh. Uh, you were breaking up. Can you say that again? Sorry about that. I was saying, uh, you should have. Huh? I can't, I can't hear you. What did you say? I said, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, you got any roasting you can do there, caller? He actually, uh, he actually just hung up. Ah, uh, because it's not going right. <laughs> <laughs>
We got ten minutes. You gotta I'm blast having fun, me. You gotta blast me. I'm losing here. I know, maybe we should have a, a call in and roast me. Call number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. If you want to call in and uh, join the roast. So, hey, does anyone Paisano. have anything they can say? Hey, Paisano. Huh? Paisano. <laughs> That's a name that I know now. A name that I know. Paisano. <laughs> Paisano. <laughs> Well, you're my Google. Google. <laughs> 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 Do you know what that means? Uh. You got to get wild. We'll to, get wild. <laughs> we'll have to find you a nice Italian grandmother putana. <laughs> uh. Well, that's funny. Big Lorenzo, an Italian fella. Is bragging to his friends about his sons. I'm so proud of my oldest son. He make a fifty thousand dollar every year. As an engineer, I even more proud of my second son. He make a five thousand dollar a year. He's a doctor. But I'm the proudest of my youngest son. He make five million dollar a year. He's a sports mechanic. Paolo, his friend asked, what's a sports mechanic? Lorenzo replies, well, uh, he can fix everything. He fixes the horse races. He fixes the boxing matches. He fixes everything. <laughs> That's funny. A lot of people like our, uh, our, our, our food, though. Even the Asian people eat our food. Yeah, that's because they want to get a little fatter. <laughs> they want to eat anything but rice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever seen a fat Chinese? <laughs> no, I have never seen a fat Chinese. That's just kind no, of lucky. No, have you ever seen a skinny Italian? No. It would be the first person <laughs> I ever seen. It'd be skinny, be Italian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm having too much fun here. I, I gotta let you. Have some, you gotta round this show <laughs> out. This is the end of the show. Uh, so, have you got any announcements? All right, guys. This was a, a fantastic this episode. And we're going to get ready to uh, wrap it up now. I want to thank everybody for tuning into my 200th episode. Uh, thank you all for listening to this show. I know this show is a very long show, two and a half hours. So thank you all for listening live to the show. Thank you, Cool Cat Willie T, for being a great co-host. You did a fantastic job. Now, to, before I uh, end the show, I've got a couple of announcements I'd like to make. Tomorrow, Sunday, August 9th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, my co-host, Master 1989, Jeff T. returns. And tomorrow, we're going to pay tribute to two Hall of Famers who recently passed away, Roddy Roddy Piper and Dusty Rose. That's tomorrow at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And Monday, August 10th at 5 p.m. Eastern, I bring back one of my popular shows, The Cooking Show. 
5 p.m. Eastern. It's actually going to be a baking show called Primetime Baking at 5 p.m. Eastern. And next Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, I have another celebration episode. Next Saturday, I celebrate my 22nd birthday live here on the radio show, live on the American Variety Network. Next Saturday, I turn 22, and I'm going to do a 22nd birthday celebration. So that's going to be great. Those are all of my announcements. How about you, William? Do you have any announcements you'd like to share? Uh, you can uh, you can uh, tell them about my Facebook, YouTube, and Blog Talk Radio if you want. Sure, you can find uh, Cool Cat William T on Facebook. Add another friend, William Timothy Hannaford. He's got a wonderful YouTube channel called Hannah Pro Discus and Euphoric Network Media. I believe it's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, and I'm letting him tell you guys about his great radio show. Would you like to announce some of your shows? Uh, no, I'll I'll, uh, I'll let it slide tonight because I don't have my calendar right here. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Uh, thank you, William, for being here two and a half hours. I know it's a long time for you, but I appreciate you being a co-host tonight. I had a great time with you. I had a great time myself. Awesome. So thank you all for listening to our, for listening to our 200th episode, and I'm going to play that rap song to end the show. Good night, everybody, and thank you for tuning into our 200th episode. And don't forget, next Saturday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, another celebration episode for my birthday. Good night, everybody. Because hey, I was a sex addict. Because hey, I was a sex addict. Cause 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 I was a sex addict.
Alright guys, thank you very much for listening to my 200th episode. I really appreciate it. This is the crazy Italian American, Alice Cardinelli, and I will see you right here on the American Variety Network for 200 more episodes. Good night, everyone, and I'll see you next Saturday for my 22nd birthday celebration at 10.30 Eastern. Bye-bye, listeners, and congratulations to the American Writing Network on 200 great listeners. The crazy Italian-American turns 22 on August 15th. So on his birthday, he is going to host his own 22nd birthday episode. And you are all invited to be a part of it. There will be some great topics. A Mike's Heart Lemonade Alcohol Review. And And more. Call in live at 1347-989-8142. That's 1347-989-8142. To wish Alex a happy 22nd birthday. So come on, celebrate your Osa's birthday live Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Mountain, and 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Sit back, relax, and unwind as Alex has a blast. And does what he loves on his birthday with an awesome show. www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.